Hello there, welcome to another episode of She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. How are you all doing? I'm really good, I've just had my exhaust fixed. Um, yeah, it all went a bit wrong and my exhaust fell off the other day. <laughs> but it actually happened at a really good time. It happened, I was already in a car park and I reversed out of the space to move to another space and then I heard something clang and drag across the ground and I was like oh let's have a little look and um, yeah my exhaust was uh, had fallen off I'm not gonna lie it did send me into a bit of a spin and I did freak out about it it was like okay now my home absolutely stinks of exhaust and I tried to I kind of bungeed it all up together um, in a car park I tried to get away with just driving it around like that for a couple of days but it stank all my clothes stank and all my like bedding and everything and I was like you can't do this you have to go and sort this out but I'm just really broke at the moment and not wanting to spend any money basically <laughs> so I just tried to get away with it for as long as possible but I'm feeling so good right now because I did get it sorted out this morning back in the game now if you are living in a van and something goes wrong and you can't sleep in there this can be a big issue so in a way I was like really happy that it happened as well because it gave me a little bit of a taster of what that's like but still with a base and that's kind of why I wanted to keep my room for a bit so all in all it was a positive thing but it did stress me out and I just had to have a nap after I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that sent me a message of support after my last episode saying how knackered and overwhelmed I was. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to me and it really helped me. So I just want to say thank you. If you would like to write to me, you can write to me at she's at the wheel at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, she's at the wheel podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to help and support the podcast, if you could rate She's at the Wheel Van Life podcast on Spotify, you can do it right now while you're listening. It's really easy, or you can do it on Apple Podcasts as well. If you're on Spotify, all you need to do is when you're on the podcast page, um, press the little three dots and it will say rate show and then you can just rate me five stars if that's okay <laughs> or four stars that would really help and on Apple Podcasts it's a bit confusing a few people have had trouble trying to find it but basically when you're on the Apple Podcasts app on your iPhone you have to scroll down all the way to the bottom and then you'll see the ratings and that's where you can leave a review or a rating so please please do that for me it really does help me appear to new listeners and helps me get up the charts as well so I wanted to update everyone on how it's going for me in my van so I've been in my van now for a month and a half or just under a month and a half it's been a journey it has been exhausting but enjoyable I'm starting to enjoy it again like for a while there like I wasn't enjoying it at all and it was just really knackering but I have found what seems to happen is there's so much to do physically there's just always more work for anything even just to have a level surface to sleep on you've got to 
invest some of your time in you know putting the chocks down or like working out where you want to put the van and sometimes it just gets too much and after the exhaust fell off that was one of those times I just couldn't move <laughs> just just parked the car and I just laid down and I was like none of my needs are important right now I just need to sleep I can't deal with anything like <laughs> So that's happened a couple of times. Since the last time I recorded, obviously I was really tired, I was just totally knackered and then I'm definitely not like that anymore, I'm not knackered, but um, I definitely feel like safer parking up, I've got more of a routine together, I'm parking up in like the same places and starting to establish a bit of a pattern. I'm also like feeling, emotionally speaking, just better. I definitely felt like there was such a lot of challenges before and a lot of those challenges were because of my mindset. My mind was the thing that was just tiring me out all the time because I was thinking all the time too far ahead. I was like, oh, what do I need to do today? I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to get water and then I need to empty my toilet and then I need to drive here to pick this up and then I need to go there. And I was getting so stressed out by like the list of daily things that I had to do. And I did speak a bit about that last episode but basically I've had to train my mind to be like no you're in the present and to be more relaxed and more calm I suppose and just and to be more patient I actually really feel so different now I can tell that I'm calmer and I don't know if it's because I'm being like more physical so I'm getting more exercise on a daily basis um, or what's going on but I definitely feel more relaxed, more patient and calmer and it's helping me to enjoy being in the van and not get stressed out and I can see it like when I meet up with people I just don't have the same like nervous energy that I had before and this is like a massive win for me and I'm feeling just honestly just so much more relaxed and I'm really enjoying it. It feels really good to have a bit more control over my mind and to be like you actually have to just chill the hell out that's the only way to, to survive this and I have done that so that was one of my targets from the last episode to try and relax and have more downtime another thing is I used to kind of obsessively reach for my phone all the time and I just haven't had bloody time because I am more consumed with things that are more immediate like being able to eat sleep be warm, be safe basically. So that feels super positive as well. And maybe that is why I feel more relaxed because I'm not on my phone as much, I suppose. Another target I had was to create a good routine. I think I have created a good routine and to prioritize the most important things. I've definitely done that. So yeah, I mean, I'm feeling really positive right now. Another thing I realized, I was really beating myself up. I was like, why aren't you enjoying this? This is what you wanted. You wanted to move into your van and you need to enjoy it right now. And I'm like realizing, actually what I'm doing is really difficult. I'm living in my van in a busy city. It's not as if I'm in a field in the middle of nowhere where it's lovely and quiet. I'm living in a busy environment which is noisy. It's not quiet, it's not peaceful. And yeah, it's bloody difficult and I'm doing it and I'm really proud of myself and I'm on my own. And a lot of people that live in vans, especially women, are not alone because I've spoken to a couple of my friends I've been like oh my god did you feel really stressed when you first moved into your van and they're like yes but also I was part of a team and that made it easier and I'm like oh yeah so I just want to say big hats off to anyone who's doing this on their own because it is like definitely a bigger challenge so well done well done to us woohoo <laughs> 
Oh, God. Yeah, so that's kind of how it's going. I've hardly been back to my house. Um, I'm definitely going to give my notice in. I sold my bed and my periods of time when I just need to hide under a blanket are reducing. So that's really good. Although I will say, because I know that I've, I'm going to forget how this feels. So I'm hoping that this is a good example as well to anyone else who maybe is just starting the lifestyle and feels the same. It is bloody knackering, but you do get through it. So hang on, hang in there. So today's episode is all about campervan electrics. I am the most clueless person in the world about electrics and I wanted to do an episode which is kind of an introduction to the subject to like familiarise yourself with some of the terms. It's really just a basic overview of how electrics in a campervan works and the kind of things that you can have in your campervan to give you power. So that's what I wanted to do. It's not going to be like massively technical. I didn't want to get technical. There are guides and how-to videos and things like that that you can look at if you wanted a more like in-depth explanation. I did ask for recommendations for a go-to YouTube video to watch that kind of explains campervan electrics and the name that kept coming up constantly was Greg Virgo. How to wire your camper van to be off grid. That is the one that's been recommended to me time and time again. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk a little bit about my camper van electric setup. I'm going to have a chat with my friend Jamie, who is a boy, but I let him on the podcast because he is a great example of the way that boys should behave and be. So he's allowed to be on the podcast. And he had a chat with me just about what his setup is. And we just talked a little bit about electrics. Again, it is just a basic conversation. I just wanted to ask him questions that like a five-year-old would ask, basically. And he was kind enough to explain them to me in a really simple, easy to understand way. I'm also going to be reviewing the Jackery Portable Power Station, which is a really helpful bit of kit, which has really helped me in my setup in my van, my electric setup. Also, really exciting news. So Kat from Wandering Bird Adventures, who is a friend of the podcast, has teamed up with me to do a competition for you guys. You can win yourself an awesome Wandering Bird t-shirt. So halfway through this podcast, you'll hear more information about that competition. If you haven't already checked out Kat, she is an amazing digital creator. She's on Instagram and YouTube. You can find out more information at wandering.com dash bird.com and yes if you just keep your ears peeled is that a saying it is now for in the middle of the podcast you'll hear all about the competition and do enter it because I've got one of the t-shirts and I absolutely love it I'm going to pop it on my Instagram as well for you guys to see so we've got a lot to get through today so I hope you enjoy this episode all about campervan electrics Well, it's a really windy day here at Stonehenge and I'm just going to call on my neighbour, Jamie, who's got a really cool old Mercedes van and he's going to talk me through the electric system that he has and explain to me how on earth it works because I've got no idea. Knock, knock. 
Hi. Hello. Hi, Jamie. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. We're in your van, your lovely old Mercedes. So what kind of van is it exactly? So my van is a old German Red Cross ambulance. It's a 507D, slow and steady. <laughs> yeah, and it's a really cool colour. It's got some cool red crosses on the side. That's correct. It's basically got the crosses on there because I was too lazy to take them off. And then once I started sort of driving around with it, then people kind of get to know you. And now I feel like I'm kind of stuck with the crosses. But I like it. It definitely stands out. Yeah, I agree. How long have you had the van? Um, nearly three years now. And do you live in your van? Yeah, I live in it. I've lived in, in a van for about four and a half years. And this van for just over... I think two and a half of those years, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and what van did you have before? So before this I had, uh, it was another old Mercedes, but it was an old uh, motorhome, and that was from 1984, so that was quite a classic. And which is the favourite out of those two? Oh, I think this one, definitely, because I built this one, or converted it from scratch, so it's a bit more my own creation or my own personality, whereas the other one I bought just because I wanted somewhere to live quickly. So I bought a motorhome because it was all, everything was in it. You know, I didn't have to, I could just move straight in. Yeah, they were both both great, but I definitely, this one's had more of my, put more of my own stamp on it, or on the inside anyway. Oh, wow, that's really cool. So you did the whole thing yourself. Amazing. Yeah. Um, what facilities you do you have? Uh, as you've come in the door, I've got a, a, a nice sort of sofa that looks out of the sliding door and a wood burner in the corner to keep me warm in the winter. And then we've got sort of a, a full kitchen, I suppose you call it. So you've got everything you'd have in a kitchen, really. A oven, hob, sink, fridge, cupboards. And then I've got sort of a, a double bed uh, across the back of the van, which is quite quite high up. So I've got a big garage underneath so I can uh, ladder, store. Really. store. You could do, I could do with a ladder or something <laughs> to get in, into the bed. Cause it's, a yeah. bit of a, it's a bit of a climbing um, challenge yeah. to get there. But yes, and just lots of storage underneath the the bed yeah and sort of a, a wardrobe and storage and things and that's that's about it i've got i haven't got a sort of a toilet and shower room um just got like a porta potty toilet for emergencies but um i just valued the the space more than having the, the loo and the, and the shower yeah so you've got loads of storage haven't you like, yes yeah lots of storage did you say it's all from an old caravan all, this, um, all the cupboards and stuff. Yeah, so most of the sort of eighty percent, I guess, of the of the cupboards and things are out of old caravans. And there's some other pieces that have been. It's a, a sort of a, a mismatch, I think you'd call it, really. So of whatever bits and pieces people had sort of going spare or donated or cheap or came out of skips. So it's given it quite a um, rustic or <laughs> unique look, I suppose. You'd wrap perhaps call it but lots of bits from old old caravans yeah there's just anything and everything is is gone into the building of this van some parts of the bed are actually an old uh, greenhouse frame believe it or not so it's quite <laughs> so quite unusual building materials going on in here oh it looks great though and you've like decorated it so beautifully as well i really like the patterns like the flowery patterns that you've got in like all the different places yeah how did you do that so lots yeah so lots of people sort of comment on those, and um, it's that they're actually um, it's a really a really easy thing to do, um, and it gives a really nice effect. And all all it is is um, a net curtain, uh, and you just lay the net curtain over the top of whatever you want to paint, so the door or anything at all really. And then with an aerosol can, you can spray through 
will spray over the net curtain then when you remove it you get left with the sort of the reverse of the net curtain if that makes sense but you can do different colors or you could put one curtain on and paint it one color and then another another different pattern and things so it's, it's really good fun and it gives a really great effect the only thing is you don't know exactly what you're going to get until you take the curtain off so it's a little bit of a surprise but um yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's um yeah it looks good i think yeah they're so beautiful i think that's my favorite <laughs> Yeah. It's quite hard to I choose though because there's so many nice things yeah. in here. <laughs> it might be called lace spraying, I think. Um, I think it's oh, okay. called. There are a lot of people, if you look it up online, I think if you look up lace spraying, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's quite a big thing and people do some really amazing kind of artwork and things with, with it. That sounds like a really good rabbit hole to go down yeah. on Google <laughs> or Pinterest yeah. or something. But yeah, just be yeah. warned that you might get carried away like me and end up painting just about... <laughs> everything I, I just painted a, uh, a small toolbox to start with um, oh yeah that was the first yeah. thing i did and then i did the step that mm -hmm. came into the van then i did about six doors i painted and then after that i painted the i painted the heater as well and <laughs> it just got a bit carried away and, and um how long did it take you to like build the van i spent a month working on the van itself so sort of doing any like mechanical and body kind of repairs and things because being from 1989 it did need a little bit of attention um so i spent a month on the uh, working on the van and two months actually from sort of starting from scratch to build it to when i moved into it it wasn't quite finished when i moved in but it was all the major parts for you know every, all the you know the cupboards and the bed and sofa and things like that were all there but there was just lots of things needed finishing off you know there was sort of bits of ceiling missing and cupboards without doors and that sort of thing but yeah it was more or less it's kind of like 90 percent finished so yeah so what do you do for a living well a jack, i suppose some people would say a jack of all trades but um mostly uh, uh, probably a handyman or mechanic a fixer basically i work on a campsite quite a lot so i sort of maintain all of their machinery and do sort of painting and decorating and repair anything that's broken and just anything that sort of needs maintaining or cutting the grass or you know um, yeah just sort of campsite handyman i suppose when i'm working um at the campsite i can stay on the on the sites it's almost a bit relaxing i suppose when you've because you haven't got to sort of think about where am i going to park up when i'm working as soon as i'm not working then i just move around a lot more but if i'm working it's quite nice to just be able to sort of stop and, and chill out and not have to thinking about moving the van sort of every day um yeah. but after a few days they usually get itchy feet anyway and i'll um <laughs> go off to the coast or into the forest or something yeah so and do you like to travel around quite a lot in your van or yeah i definitely get um just like to be on the move it almost doesn't matter where i'm going i just sort of enjoy the enjoy the journey <laughs> yeah and just being somewhere new yeah so um you've very kindly agreed to come on my podcast and like tell me a little bit about electrics and stuff in the van because i don't have a clue about any of it at all so thank you did you do the electrics in this van did you like put everything in See, I don't uh, even know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, I wouldn't class myself as an expert, but I think I've got a, a you know, reasonably good understanding um, of uh, kind of the basics and, and what's needed to be safe. So are you, like, off-grid then? Uh, yeah, I don't connect. I think maybe I may have 
connected up to the mains maybe once this year for a couple of days, but generally I don't use any mains hookup at, at all, no. My sort of electric system is quite basic compared to uh, what a lot of people have, but I get it's, it's although, although it's basic, it still does the same thing on a, on a smaller sort of scale, I suppose. Um, so I've got a, a leisure battery, which is just a, a basically a second, uh, a second battery that I run everything in the back of the van from. So that's just connected up to just to some LED lights. And then I've got a sort of a handful of um, like a car cigarette lighter socket. So I've just got sort of three or four of those distributed around the van, kind of one near the bed and one by the sofa and things. And then I just plug in a like a USB adapter into those. Um, and pretty much everything electrical I own is USB. It's amazing how many things you can get that are USB. So even like a electric toothbrush, you can get a USB oh, adapter yeah. for your electric toothbrush. And I think uh, most laptops you can get like a 12 volt adapters and things for them as well and the leisure battery can be charged from my alternator uh, so when the van's running i can connect the two systems together and that will charge up the leisure battery and then when they stop they're disconnected so you haven't got to worry about flattening your starting battery so is that a split charge relay is that um, that yeah, is? so most people use a, either a split charge relay or there's another thing which has got a lot more popular now which is called a B2B or a battery to battery. They do the same sort of job but the B2B or the battery to battery is a better system. It, it will sort of optimise the charge that the leisure battery gets and maintain it uh, a lot better but they do both do the same thing which allows you to mm -hmm. basically charge up your leisure battery when the vehicle's running where is that wired that goes in between the two batteries so it goes in be in between the main starting battery of the van um, and then when the voltage increases when the vehicle's running that will realize the voltage has increased and it will basically connect the two batteries together so they'll then both charge up and then when the vehicle stops the voltage goes down because you haven't got the alternator or the generator creating the power and then it, it's like a switch the relay uh, the relay is basically a, it's like a switch mm -hmm. so when the voltage goes down it separates the so they're not connected and isolates them and you've got one battery did you say i've just got one, one. uh one leisure battery yeah can you get like different sizes of leisure battery or yes are they all the same or? um no so the the leisure battery is any leisure battery will basically just give you a, a power a way of storing power so it doesn't matter if you go to Halfords and buy a cheap leisure battery I think a lead acid battery is like the cheapest option you can also get uh, a lot of people are putting lithium batteries in which is a far superior battery they're a lot um, lighter so you can have a lot more power because batteries are quite heavy so you get more power for your weight and they also last a lot longer also you can use more of the, the power in them so they're a far superior kind of in every way apart from the cost so it, <laughs> but the, yeah basically it just depends how much you how much you need how much power you need and what you want to um and what you need to run and what your budget is and um what is it measured in um so usually be amp hours so oh is that ah ah okay. yeah so which is which is yeah now. which is amp amp hours so that's generally how the batteries will be measured or so so you'd buy a 100 amp hour battery or 110 or 85 amp hour battery and the more amp hours you have the longer you would be able to if you're using something like a 
a laptop or a fridge and it uses five amp hours so I think that means it uses five amps an hour so if you've got a you know, 100 amp hour battery then that's how many 25 hours no 20 yeah. Yes, but oh no, I think it, but, but I think it gets more. I think it might even get more. This is where I start to get a bit out of my depth. But I think um, I don't think you can use all of the. If you have a hundred amp hour oh, okay. battery, I don't think you can yeah. actually use all one hundred amp hours of those. Mm -hmm. I think you can only use. I think don't know like fifty percent. I think with the lithium batteries you can use more of the power and the lead acid ones you can only use a smaller amount I of see. it um so there's percentages involved to it yeah, as well oh no yeah. okay so, so there's, there's lots to there's lots to research but <laughs> yeah. i think it basically comes down to sort of how much you need to to uh to, to how much you're actually going to need to to use and, and also how much you you want to spend as well and what kind of battery do you have so i've just got the cheapest option which is a uh, it was actually second hand when i got it it's just a lead acid 100 amp hour i think it is but it illuminates my van and charges up my phone and lets me listen to some music um so for me that's kind of all i need really but the more yeah obviously the more the more batteries you have the longer you'll be able to run things off of them for but also the more battery capacity you have the the longer it will take to charge it up as well right and say if you had two batteries do you connect them together yes okay so they'd be sort of joined together so as so it would effectively be the same as having one two if you had 200 amp hour batteries you join them to, together and you'd get a 200 amp hours um, right what do you connect them with? So they'd be just they'd be connected together with um with battery cables. Like I'm, the red and black. That's it. Yes. Yeah. But I'm I'm not knowledgeable enough to tell you exactly what get you know size cables and mm -hmm. things you need. Oh, um, is there different sizes? So there's different. Yeah. There's different sort of size. You need to make sure you have the right sort of size cables for the batteries because that's where things can most things are if you do your kind of research you know i think most people were quite capable of doing something safely as long as you know what uh what things you need to to use so you know the right size cable and things like that um but there's lots of information about you know if you wanted to install a, a leisure battery in a split charge system sometimes you can actually buy it as a sort of a complete kit so you can buy the relay and it will come with the cable and things as a kit so you know you're getting the right kind of size oh, cable good. and things i think yeah um, where is the split charge relay in here like where is it so it's under it's by the um the driver's seat which is where okay. the starter battery is and then my leisure battery oh. is underneath the sofa which is about two foot away so i've made it quite easy for myself because the battery is my leisure battery is literally underneath where i'm sitting mm -hmm. and that's directly behind where the the, uh, the driver's seat is where the main battery is underneath. So did you so, have to like drill a hole through? So there's a hole or... through the bulkhead of the van yeah. um, where the wires go through, yes, yeah. So what do you do? Do you just connect? So does it have like a red and a black wire and you just connect it to the positive and negative of the battery? Is that how it works? Um, it... Yeah, more, more or less. Um, I mean, you've the black or the negative is often what's called earth to the body so it doesn't actually have to be connected to the battery on on the battery the red, red and the black the red one is the positive that's sort of your live power goes spark or blows a fuse <laughs> if you poke it against the wrong thing 
and then the, the black, the negative, or negative, or the earth, so that's connected to the metal work of the body. So basically the whole van, anything that's metal, is negative. So a lot of the time you don't actually have to run two cables everywhere. So you can use the actual body of the van mm -hmm. for the, the negative. You've got solar power as well, haven't you? I do have some solar panels, yes. I think the first two years in my old van I didn't have any solar at all. So I just relied on driving the van around to charge up the, um, charge up the battery. But um, I've got some... It's a 160 watt fold out solar panel. It's not attached to the the van yet, but that was the, that was the plan. <laughs> one one day I was actually going to um, have it attached to to the roof, but at the moment, or for the past about two years, I've just um, it just folds out and it's got little legs, which is quite good in the winter because you can actually sort of point it at the at the sun, so it sort of swings and roundabouts. But so that's been re really great having having that. So uh, yeah. So the solar panel, um, for some reason, they don't do it the same as the bat battery. They're they're sort of generally sold in watts. So how many watts the solar panel can produce? I guess. Like I said, not an expert here, but basically the solar panels are, are sold in watts. So you'll get a hundred watt or a two hundred watt solar panel. I think if you're putting solar panels on on your roof. Personally, I would just see how much space you've got on your roof and providing you can afford it and it will fit on your roof, not covering up your skylights and things. You know, I, I think I would, especially in the UK, it depends when if you're <laughs> going to use your, if you're just, if you're planning to be somewhere sunny, then you might not need to go completely overboard on the solar because if it's sunny, you don't actually need a great deal. But then, you know, if it's overcast, you need quite a lot to do a little. Uh, with, that's the only downside with, with solar, I suppose. But it's a very satisfying source of electricity when you yeah. can just have a, you know, you can see your batteries being charged up or you can be running things just from the from the sun for your own little self-sufficient sort of electric system yeah which is quite a nice feeling yeah so how does that work then like how is the wiring with the solar like where does that like attach to like it's a similar thing i suppose to the split charge relay you have a solar panel and then you need what it's called a charge controller which is there's lots of different types of charge controller a bit like the batteries or the solar panels you know it depends how much money you want to you think you could probably buy one for 15 pound or hundreds of pounds you know yeah. um the charge controller is what controls the because the solar panel generates the power but it will it might generate i'm not sure the amount but they might generate like 30 volts or something and your battery will be 12 volts so obviously you've you need something okay. in between to sort of regulate the the, the voltage or, or the you know the power to basically so you don't cook your battery i suppose yeah um, so yeah the the charge controller is what goes in between the panel oh, right. and so that's connected to the battery and then the panel's connected to the charge controller and how long does it take to charge your battery on a sunny day? Do you know how long it takes? I don't really know accurately because I haven't got... Because my system's so so basic, I've just got a, a little voltage display, um, whereas a lot of people will have another, I think as a gadget, or go, that you can have sort of in line, which will monitor your battery, so it will can see how much power is being taken out of the battery and how much is put back in. Mm -hmm. But um, if, it's, if it's sunny, um, if the sun's out, it will probably I suppose it depends how flat my battery was but it will probably charge it back up sort of within a few few hours but it's I don't usually run my battery down that low I'm quite conscious of sort of how much power I use mm -hmm. is that called a 12 volt socket those car lighter ones like, um, is that 
I think so. I mean, to, to be honest, they're getting a bit almost old-fashioned now, I think, because most things, are, a lot of people buy, uh, or you can buy just a USB sockets, which most mm-hmm. stuff runs off. But occasionally you get things which have a... I always call them like a cigarette lighter socket because it used to be like the socket you get for a car cigarette lighter. Because I've got this sort of cigarette lighter type socket and then I just got an adapter that changes it to a USB and I did that because that's what I had. And it is still used. I think you want to have, I really, you need to have both because you do get things that are need the 12 volt because um, the USB, I think, drops the voltage down even further to like 5 volts, I think. But that, that's yeah. the basics, just a separate, separate battery to store your power in and uh, and a way of charging that battery up from oh. from the sun or or the vehicle. What about EHU electric hooker? Oh, do you have that? I do have that. So I, because I used parts from old caravans, I basically used just everything that came out of the uh, out of the caravan. So I've got a two forty uh, hookup point. Mm-hmm. on the outside of the van and that also the as an rcd like you'd have in your house like a, a sort of trip is that switch like a fuse box um it's it's uh it is like a fuse it's so uh, i think if you sort of overload something or something shorts out it will trip oh, it out okay. so it's a bit like a fuse but instead of it something going pop and you having to replace it it's just a little switch that you have to flick back on sort of thing yeah so we've got got that and also with a battery charger as well so i can charge up my leisure battery from the mains which is quite handy so if you wanna oh yeah because that's a separate piece of equipment isn't it yes that's another thing that's um worth definitely if you're planning to have an electric hookup or use electric hookup then that's definitely um you definitely want to have a, a way of charging your leisure battery because i think you know you could have a, an electric hookup and you could have 240 sockets in the van which you you can use but if you've got i don't know lights or a 12 volt fridge or something you could be hooked up to the mains but you could still flatten your battery so uh, yeah battery oh, yeah, uh, so if good. you're if you're yeah. planning to use a mains hookup then a mains battery charge is definitely something to to have as well it definitely changes your perspective doesn't it when you're like responsible it, for the electricity that you're using you kind yes of think, makes you sort of think oh you know if it's sunny you think oh god great i can charge up everything i own you know and if it's rain it's been raining for the last few days and you haven't been driving around you think well oh, i better be a bit more careful but i think the technology is getting a quite good now so you know you can have quite a good if you you know if you've got then the, the money to to spend you can have quite a good kind of system you don't need to kind of be too worried about how much power you've you've got on things um if you can yeah, if you can afford the the batteries and the, and the solar and the sun comes out occasionally yeah <laughs> um oh there is one other thing an electrical thing that i forgot about which i have got and i think most people have i barely ever use it but is an inverter which is um takes your 12 volt power and converts it to 240 i have got one but i don't use it a great deal you know if you've got 240 or mains appliances you want to use and you haven't got mains hookup then you're going to need uh, need an inverter and they come in all different kind of sizes as well i think they're generally measured in watts 
watts. I think um, same as a solar, so I've only got a very small, I think it's about a 300 watt inverter. But again, it depends what, what you want to, to kind of run off of it. Oh, brilliant. Well, I feel like I know a lot more about electricity mm. than I did an hour ago. <laughs> so thank you so much. Well, I hope I haven't yeah. completely misinformed everyone, but I think, um, <laughs> I think we've got, got a rough idea. Don't worry, I'll send any angry emails your way. Yeah, okay. So he, what did he say about 12 volts though? <laughs> Awesome. And um, your van is amazing. And we were chatting yesterday. You said that there was a couple of van tours on YouTube. Do you remember what they're called? Or if not, I can just put it in the description of the episode. Okay. Yeah, that's, but... that'll probably be quicker than people trying to find. I think <laughs> the, channel, the channels that they're on is, um, I think, Mark T590. So there's a van tour. I think it's titled... Uh, German Red Cross Ambulance or something I don't know and then there's another uh, guy that did a van tour and his channel is called Socks with Sandals but he's got a lot of videos I think that might be titled something along the lines of Jamie's Krankenwagen or something along those lines and what's a Krankenwagen then? It's German for some kind of am- well ambulance. ambulance it is an ambulance or some sort of patient transport thing or something yeah oh brilliant yeah i would highly recommend anyone watch the video to see your van so thank you so much for explaining that to me i really appreciate it oh you're very welcome it's a pleasure thanks for having me on friend of the podcast cat from wandering bird adventures loves helping people to get the most out of their road trips whether you travel by motorhome, campervan, RV, car or motorbike, she shares tips and tricks to help new motorhome owners get started and road trip tips for anyone spending time on the road. She also has itinerary ideas for the UK and Europe, money saving tips to keep costs down. Is there anything she can't help you with? Kat is offering you the chance to win an awesome I Sleep Around motorhome or campervan t-shirt. All you need to do is answer a simple question. So, listen up. The question is, what is the name of Kat's dog? If you need a little bit of help to find the answer, why don't you try Wandering Bird Adventures on Instagram? Once you have the answer, send it to she's at the wheel at gmail.com for your chance to win an amazing I Sleep Around t-shirt. Good luck! So I'm going to now try and explain what I've got in my van electric wise. I have a really basic setup in my van. I've got a leisure battery. I think it's 110 amp hours and that gives me all the power in the camper van for things like lights and my diesel heater. I charge that using the split charge relay which is connected to the starter battery. I pretty much 
always just use that to charge the battery i just drive around and it generally charges but it only lasts like a few days so what i do try to do if i can i use the electric hookup as well i usually go to a friend's house where i can park outside and then plug it in overnight just to give it a bit of a boost you should try to charge the battery for at least 48 hours once a month so what do i use in my van electric wise well the main thing i use is the diesel heater that definitely uses most of my power so i put that on this time of year not so much but in the colder months i would be using that every day at least once um, in the evening for a few hours i also have lights in the back of my van so i've got three lights but they don't seem to use up that much power i also have some plugs that you'd find in a house i don't know if that would be called a 240 volt system i'm not sure you know this is not the place to come for technical <laughs> advice i've got an inverter and what i need to do if i want to use those plugs i turn the inverter on and then i can plug things in since i got the jackery i never used that because the inverter uses a lot of power and sometimes i accidentally leave it switched on and it almost always drains the battery i'll come back to like a, um, a completely flat battery so i try not to use the inverter as much as possible now i have the jackery i pretty much never need to use it i also have like a little display panel which tells me the percentage of the battery and the voltage as well that's actually all I have. I do want to get some solar panels, but I haven't got that yet. That's definitely the next step for me. I also have a 12 volt, like you'd find in a, a cigarette lighter in a car. I have one of those plugs and I use that to um, plug in a little USB adapter and I use that to charge my phone. And I also have like a little USB fan, which I plug in as well that's the only things that i actually use my laptop i pretty much always charge from the jackery because it's just easier apart from solar panels the other thing that i really need is a fridge when it's winter i just use the cupboard and it stays cool enough to put like veggies in there and stuff i don't have any dairy products in here apart from cheese and that seems to keep okay in like a little cool bag but when it gets more hot, it just doesn't work. It, the food just doesn't keep. So actually, if anyone's listening and has a recommendation for a good little 12 volt fridge, please do get in touch because I'm really kind of confused as to what to go for. As Jamie was saying, when it comes to electrics in your van, I think it really varies from person to person. It just really depends on your personal preference. <laughs> So now I want to talk to you about the Jackery. I'm a huge fan of this product, I have to say. When I got it, I didn't know like what I was going to think about it, but I absolutely love it for several different reasons. So what is a Jackery? The Jackery is a portable power station, so you can plug all sorts of things into it to charge. I received the Jackery so quickly, it was just a couple of days after the order was placed so I was really pleased about that. When it arrived I thought it looked gorgeous. The packaging I absolutely love. It's got the same brand colours as I as me so that might have something to do with it but um, I think it, it just looks lovely. It looks really sophisticated. I was kind of concerned about the size of it. I was thinking like where am I going to put it in my van? Where is it going to fit? But the size is amazing. I just pop it next to my passenger seat and it doesn't impose at all on the space. 
it's really light and really portable. I was quite surprised at that because obviously batteries can be quite heavy. So that was really good. On the front of it, it has different sockets where you can plug stuff in. So it's got a 12 volt socket. So you can plug in your car cigarette lighter style plugs into that. It's got an AC socket. So that is for household appliances, such as a laptop, something like that. It's got USB plug sockets and it's also got an input so you can use the input to charge the jackery using either a 12 volt charger or a mains charger you can also get solar panels that plug right into the jackery too which would give you a complete off-grid setup it also has a display so you just press the button and it comes up and it shows you the input in watts and the output in watts it also has the a graphic of a battery and the percentage of the battery as well so it shows you how much charge it's got in it sometimes you can get stuff that's made of plastic and it feels like it's just going to fall apart and it's like really flimsy this thing doesn't feel like that at all it feels really sturdy really well made it's got some like non-slip little pads on the bottom of it so it won't like slip around it feels really high quality and all the plugs and all the different little buttons on it just feel really well made so i was really impressed with that when you're using the different sockets you press a little button next to them which lights up what i love about this is if you do have it in your camper van and you want to charge things on a regular basis you can leave them plugged in but you can also control whether those sockets are getting power i just really love that feature i think that's really clever so i've had this jackery for about a month now and it's completely changed my situation in the van so i used to plug my laptop in to the leisure battery i'd have to turn the inverter on it would drain the battery loads and the laptop would be charged but you know my laptop battery only lasts about two hours so I'd pretty much always run out of battery on my laptop now I've got this jackery it means that I can plug the laptop into this if the jackery is 100% charged I can charge my laptop about four times so plenty of power there and I don't have to worry about running my leisure battery down by using the inverter there's definitely a stress level involved in like running out of power and especially with a laptop that was always my source of like stress but now I don't have that anymore. I'm like oh no I just plug it into the jackery it's fine. I've charged it in the van and I've charged it at, on like um, a household like mains charger as well. When I charged it in the house it only took i think they say it, it'll take about five hours to charge but it charged way quicker actually i think it only took like three or four hours to be fully charged so i was really impressed with that what i also do is if i'm going on a journey i'll just plug the 12 volt charger into my leisure battery and then plug that into the jackery input and then as i'm driving the split charge relay will charge the jackery as i'm driving because it shows you the percentage you can really get used to how exactly how much percentage you need to charge your different things so for example this usb fan i've got which i would not do without now um i think that takes i've tested it charging on the jackery and i think it takes about 10 percent of the power so i know exactly how much i need to to charge that and i just love that 
So what can you use the Jackery for? Well, because it's portable, it just gives you so much more freedom to have a power source out and about. So for example, if you are a content creator and you work from your van, on a nice sunny day, a lot of people I know, they're like, oh, I'll tell you what, let's work outside today. We'll take the Jackery out, pop it on the table. That'll give us the power we need. And you're not constantly tripping over wires or have, you know, having to think, oh, is that wire gonna reach where I need it to be? And that just feels amazing to be able to carry it around and give yourself power wherever you need it. If I'm in a certain place in the van and the back and the fan battery runs out, I'm like, oh, no worries. I'll just grab the Jackery, pop it next to the fan and um, plug it in. And there we go. I've got the power. The other thing that the Jackery is almost perfect for is like if you are someone that does have access to mains power in a house and you like to go away in your van for a few days or if you've got like a micro camper and maybe you don't want to fit like a full electric system, it is the perfect solution. You can just get a Jackery, pop it in the back and you've got electricity. You've got USB, you've got 12 volt, you've got mains electricity all there right at your fingertips and I just honestly I love it like I cannot recommend this product enough and I'm not just saying that I really do love this product so Jackery offer solar panels that you can fit into the Jackery in order to give you that full off-grid setup so if you are thinking about getting one of these and you would like to go fully off-grid you can definitely get yourself some Jackery solar panels that will plug right in so there are different sizes of Jackery depending on how much power you need so mine is the Jackery Explorer 240 and that gives me plenty of power but if you need something bigger or smaller there's loads of options there's all sorts there's 160 I think is the smallest one all the way up to 1500 so I'm not gonna pretend I know what those numbers mean but obviously like the biggest one is gonna have more power and the smaller one is gonna have small um the, a smaller amount of power they also, as I said, offer a solar panels and there are two different ones. There's the Jackery Solar Saga 100 watt solar panel or the Jackery Solar Saga 60 solar panel. So there's a couple of different sizes as well that you can decide um, which suits your needs best. So to conclude, I absolutely love the Jackery and I highly recommend anyone to get one. It will 100% complement what you've got in your van and make life so much easier for you. So I hope you found that helpful and if you're considering buying one hopefully that has helped you to make an informed decision and you can buy them at different suppliers in the UK. I think Amazon is quite a popular choice to buy them but yeah you can always just pop onto Google and see where they're available or where they're being sold for the best price. Thanks for listening to She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. You can find She's at the Wheel on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to write to me, it's she's at the wheel at gmail.com. If you have a spare minute, please rate She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast five stars on iTunes as this helps other people find this podcast. See you next episode. I've got to go.